Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Joy Kills. Oh, I'm sorry if your name is Joy. I've accused you of being an executioner, an assassin. So I see Joe and Corey and Mary and Christy and Cindy, no joys yet. I see Alice and Kirk and Gwen and Wade, no joys yet. I'm sure there's going to be a joy show up and she's going to be mortally offended at my title, Joy Kills. Welcome this Wednesday morning, October 28th. This is the Morning Devotion Gang. We just come here encouraging one another, saying hello, and just saying that we do life better together. Uh Uh-oh, I saw Joy Lamb join. Joy, you're not going to like my title this morning, Joy Kills. Unless you feel like you're in a killing mood, then maybe you will. I don't know. I don't know. But it's good to see all of you here. I think in the season we live in, and I know it's political season and Get out and vote. Vote your conscience. Vote your values. We're in a season, though, also of fear and confusion and hate. And we've got pandemic. We've got, oh, what have we not got this year? What a year. We need to remember the power of joy. And that's what I want to share with you today is the power of joy. Let's just call it joy kills. Yeah. Like the page, follow the page, share the page, and let's spread some joy today. And if you're just a stick in the mud, you say, I have no joy. Well, I want to tell you that joy is one of the most precious commodities you can have in your life. Because we're going to talk about the power of joy today and what joy can kill in your life. Let me just give you a hint Joy can kill the killjoys. Oh, yes, it can. Oh, we're going to have fun with this. Some have noted, some have noted that the greatest theology we ever learned were the songs that we sang as children. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. We learned the love of God with songs like that. I believe there's a lot of truth into that. To know the love of God, even though we sang that as a children, Paul said it's beyond understanding, beyond comprehension. Or what what about this one? Oh, this is a good one. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Yeah. And if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. We enjoyed that as a child. We sang it as children. I've got the joy, joy, joy. 
And we traditionally think of that as a children's song, but boy, it would get the kids moving on Sunday morning. And although I'm not sure we really needed that as children, maybe adults, maybe we need to, maybe that should be the theme song of morning devotion to get us up and moving and thoroughly caffeinated. Yeah. But what a meaning. I've got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. And today in this subject of joy kills, I want to talk to you about when you look into your heart, look into your inner man, your inner life, how important it is to find joy there. Joy kills. Do you mean kill joys? No, I mean joy kills. Yes, it does. And so Buddy and Yvette and Yolanda and uh, uh, Anise and Tony, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this today and making this a special day. And I wish you well on this day. Today, I speak of joy because we need joy in our life. It's one of the climbing psalms. You see in the superscription above these psalms, the psalms of degrees, the psalms of ascent, one of the 15 songs that worshipers sang as they climbed their way to Jerusalem for the required feast. A profound song, actually. Psalm 126, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Yeah. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. Our tongue was singing. And they said among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. Oh, yes. Don't you want that to be the testimony of everybody around you? The Lord has done great things. Verse three, the Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. But then look at verse five, a familiar verse. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. That he that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. In six verses, you find words like laughter, singing, song, glad, joy, rejoicing. The psalmist is recalling that moment when God turned his people's captivity, took captivity captive, and he brought them out. And the reaction was joy, joy. I read of a small group that meets in Florida, and I don't know if they're meeting during pandemic season, but it was called the Count It All Joy small group based on James 1. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. And this group was rooted in that fact that regardless of what you go through, you got to learn how to say, even in this, I can give thanks. And even in this, I can give praise. Can I get a witness to that? The group members of the Count It All Joy small group, they would come over and party at somebody's house. People would ask them, is it somebody's birthday? No. Did somebody get a promotion? No. Well, what are we celebrating? And they would answer, well, every one of us is going through a difficult trial in our life. And we're just working. We're working to be thankful in the midst of this trial because we know this trial, this trial, as bad as it may seem, is bringing something good into our life. And so we're just gathering together to count it all joy. This is the count it all joy morning devotion group. For many of you have come through excruciating trials. Some of you are in great pain at this very moment. Some of you are suffering. Some of you feel like giving up. Some of you have all sorts of things that have come against you. But here's where we say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done in our lives. You've done great things. We count it all joy. I wish you'd just give it up for the Lord just a moment there. Count it all joy. 
If you know somebody going through a trial right now, they may not recognize how important joy is in their lives. We underestimate the power of joy. Can I say that again? We underestimate joy's power in all of our lives. With joy, we can conquer anything. Without joy, we are at best reduced to bumping through life and never achieving what God has for us. I hear Bible scholars and preachers say now there is a difference between joy and happiness, and they dissect and bisect and analyze and scrutinize. Uh, I, I, I guess you can have one without the other, and I suppose I agree with them on that front. But Scripture says, who for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Jesus was not hilariously happy during the ordeal of Gethsemane and Calvary. He was a lamb before his shears, before the slaughter. But the joy was set before him. Before this man of sorrows, he saw freedom and deliverance. Don't get so fixated on the definition that you miss out on happiness in your life. There should be laughter in the midst of joy and smiles amidst the tears some shouts of hallelujahs over what God has saved you from and spared you from. Don't, don't, don't fall into the trap. And I say it is a trap. It's a joyless, miserable trap of saying, one day I'm going to be happy. One day I'm going to have joy. One day I'm going to enjoy my life or enjoy my retirement. This is the day, folks, the only day that you're promised Find the joy in this day. We, we are doing battle. We're doing battle. Aaron, Lillian, Michelle, Marianne, Rachel, Winnie. We do battle with things that would like to destroy our joy. Yeah. You've heard that expression, kill joy. Yeah. People who seem just bent. If you got a smile on your face, they want to leave it with a frown. Yeah, attitudes that if you hold them too long, they're going to battle with your joy. Let me give you four, four killjoys. And I'm not really here to talk about killjoys. I'm talk about, I want to talk about joy kills, but let me hit these. First of all is complaining. In the parable of the prodigal, everybody was rejoicing, but the elder brother refused to enter the party. He complained, he whined, he pouted. Oh, brother Gurley, you're talking about my family reunion. I mean, I'm already bracing for the holidays. You're, you're talking about the party poopers. That's my family. I come from a long line of them, you say. <laughs> Those passive aggressives who can always find something to complain about. Yeah. There's a nine-year-old girl jumped off the school buses and stopped in front of her house. She slammed the front door in the house and stomped up the stairs to her room and slammed the bedroom door. And the whole way, she could be heard muttering, people, people, people. People, people. Her dad's a pastor and decided to check on his daughter, went to her bedroom door, knocked softly and said, sweetheart, is it okay if I come in? She said, no. He said, why can't I come in? She said, because you're a people. <laughs> yeah. Someone once told me this in all sincerity. Pastor, I love humanity. I just hate people. Yeah, that's not possible, folks. In fact, if you can't love the one you see, you can't love the one you 
do not see. Can I get a witness for that? I'm telling you, that was worth the price of admission to morning devotion right there. I mean, people can get under our skin. People can find that last nerve and jump up and down on it, complaining, complaining, complaining. What do you do with an attitude of complaining? That killed joy. First of all, if you hear complaints coming from your own lips, stop it. Stop. Count your blessings. Think about what the Lord has done. Let him turn your sorrow into joy. We've got only precious few moments in this life. Don't waste any of them complaining. Lift up the name of the Lord. Be a person of praise and encouragement. But if you hear complaints coming from somebody else's lips, give ear for a moment. Try to understand them. But at some point in time, would you please get back to the party? I've got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Complaint is a killjoy. And I'm not really wanting to talk about killjoys, but I think I need to mention that. I want to talk about how joy can kill. But let me mention the second one, complaints, complaining, slander. Oh, that's a killjoy. There are some people that are just not happy unless they're stirring the pot and generating some issues and problems for other people. You can have the greatest day of your life and you hear what somebody said about you and you just want to drop everything you're doing. Pick up your smartphone and give them a piece of your mind in all caps. Yeah. Never underestimate the power of people to believe what they want to believe. People are going to believe what they want to believe. And if they want to believe something bad about you, they will. It was Jonathan Swift who said, if a life be believed If a lie be believed for only an hour, it's done its work. Falsehood flies, and the truth comes limping after it. A fallen man will fall for lies. And what can you you do with people who lie about you? Confront them? Well, how did that work out for you last time? That'll work out. Burn the house down? Probably not. You'll just be mad and standing in the ashes. Oh, can I get a witness to that? Ignore them? That's a better approach, but it can fester in your spirit What's the best thing to do to get that complaining out of your spirit? Just go ahead and pray for those complainers. Just pray for them. Call them by name. Don't say blast them. Say bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them that curse you. That's what Jesus said. And pray for them who despitefully use you. Don't let that complaint take root in your life and sap you of your joy. Don't let somebody that slanders, somebody that maligns you, kill your joy. And more importantly, can I just say this? Don't be the one who spreads slander. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. People who talk bad about people reveal more about themselves than they do other people. You find somebody talking about somebody, they're revealing their own heart. They're not revealing one thing about the character of that other person or the reputation or name. Let our hearts be salted with grace and our speech be gracious as well. Slander can kill your joy. But again, I'm not here to talk about kill joys. I want to talk about joy kills. But let me just mention a few, two more kill joys. The third one is disappointment. My wife read a book not long ago. It wasn't supposed to be this way. I think it was the title and the If I remember right, the author's backstory, she had tried to hope that her marriage would be reconciled, restored, and everything would be okay. But her husband continued a relationship with a woman he had met online. Yeah, it's the 21st century world we're living in. And finally, when the author realized that her hope of things were just not going to work out, 
This is the phrase that came to her mind. It wasn't supposed to be this way. You see, in facing up to disappointments, the injustices of life, she wrote, if the enemy can isolate us, he can influence us. And his favorite entry point of all of this is through our disappointments. Hear me carefully. You live today, you're going to experience a disappointment today. Something's not going to happen. You live long enough, there's going to be countless disappointments. Kids aren't turning out the way you thought. Marriage isn't as good as it thought. Your career is at a dead end. Others are promoted beyond you. Your faithfulness is ignored. The healing doesn't come when you think it should come. Disappointments are going to come. But please, please, don't let those things steal your joy. Don't let them assault the inner peace and contentment in your life. The author of that book wrote, sometimes to get your life back, you're going to have to face the death of what you thought your life would look like. And when you face the death of what you thought your life would look like, then you're entering into resurrection power, the God who can give you a brand new life. Can I get a witness to that right now? Amen, amen, amen. So Lucy and Ben and Leah, just remember, remember, God is able to give you a new life and something beautiful. One last killjoy before I get into joy kills. Regrets, regrets. I can't think of a bigger thief of joy than that right there. It goes by many names, guilt, shame, condemnation. You know, the couldas, the wouldas, and the shouldas, and all of that stuff in our life. Our city is named after Sam Houston. The Cherokee Indians called him the big drunk. President Andrew Jackson called him mad or insane. He was called by a womanizer by everybody who knew him, but he was the one that bravely proclaimed that freedom and slavery cannot coexist. And on the banks of the nearby San Jacinto River, he bravely led troops to victory after the Alamo. Was a congressman in Tennessee, governor of Tennessee, came to Texas, was the first president of the Republic of Texas, governor of the state, senator for the state. How are you going to measure such a man? I, I just don't think we can. I, I, I don't think it's my place to judge him. I let God be the judge. I can appreciate the good and despise the bad in the man. But I'm going to leave Sam and leave everyone else in the hands of God. Do you agree with me on that? Do you agree? And if you do agree, can I ask you a question? Why don't you treat yourself with the same respect? You've made mistakes. If you're human, you're going to make mistakes. But get up. Try again. Let God forgive you. Let God hold the good and the bad in his hands and let him be the judge of all. Forgive others. Forgive yourself. Carl Menninger, the famous psychiatrist, once said that if he could convince patients in psychiatric hospitals that their sins were truly forgiven, three-fourths of them would walk out the next day. Be forgiven. Experience joy. Vanquish and banish those regrets into the aisle of nevermore. Let, let me give you a chance. Let me give you a chance to look at the killjoys I've mentioned. I just give you a chance to look at complaints and slander and disappointments and regrets. And there's more. There's so many more. But I want to talk to you about the power of joy in your life that joy can kill. Joy kills toxic things in your life. The joy of the Lord, Nehemiah said, it is your strength. And a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, that there is healing therapy in the midst of joy. In C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters, you read the fictitious correspondence between a senior devil named Screwtape and his underlying nephew, uh, underling nephew named Wormwood. The young devil just, just learned how to tempt and to destroy humans. The old devil tells the young devil, 
What a conversation. The old devil tells the young devil, keep them away from joy. We don't understand it. We've never been able to produce it. But what we know is that joy is accompanied with music and things that happen in heaven and bad things happen for hell when joy shows up. You want to frighten the enemy? Let the joy, joy, joy of the Lord. When you get a, when you get a, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord attitude in your life, get ready. Joy's power is about to be unleashed. When you get a count it all joy party going and saying, even here and even now, I can praise God. When you take your mourning to God and he turns it into joy. When you take off the garment of heaviness and put on the garment of praise, the enemy of your soul starts getting concerned because he knows there is no power, no strength like joy in your life. How do I get this joy? Well, Psalm 126 tells us our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. It was said amongst the nation, the Lord has done great things. When you begin to focus on the great things that God has done for you, when you Get your gaze off of the circumstances, off of the people that have let you down, off of the slights, the injustices, the slander, the disappointments, off of yourself and turn your eyes on Jesus. God is going to give you a song in the middle of the night and he's going to give you your laughter back. Our joy, it's not rooted whether we succeed or fail today. It's not rooted in, in, in uh, how people feel about us and what they say about us. It's rooted in knowing that we were created for a purpose, that we are here for a purpose, and joy kills the toxins. In our, what's that old song we used to sing? The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. So when things don't go my way, I say rejoice. From a Philippi, from a, a Caesarean uh, jail, he writes to the Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I've got a Habakkuk 3. Habakkuk, you know, rhymes with tobacco. We don't do that, but we do. Habakkuk, not tobacco. Habakkuk 3, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the field, though I'm living in a pandemic, though there's no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Joy kills. There's great medicinal power in joy. And the more joy you have, the less poison you're going to have in your spirit. The more joy that's flowing in your being, the more the killjoys in your life are defeated. The enemy should fear joy and you should welcome joy into your life. Do you know what? Do you know what? Here's where I believe it begins. Scripture says there's more joy in heaven over one who repents. Than, than those who need no repentance. If making God happy brings us happiness, then repentance may be the key. If there's more joy in heaven over one who repents, maybe we need to repent of the regrets and repent of the disappointments and repent of all of the slander and repent of the whining and the pouting and the complaining and repent of doubting God and repent of all of that and say, God, I repent of that. I want the joy, joy, joy.
back in my heart. And when you get the joy, can I, can I just tell you something? Joy will see you through the lowest times of your life. When you get up in the morning and say, they may be talking about me. They may not like me. This may not have worked out as I planned. That didn't work out as I planned. But when you lift your gaze to heaven and just say, but Lord, I find no fault in you. I lay no charge foolishly at your feet. You've been mighty, mighty good to me, God. You've been so good to me. And let the wellspring, that fountain of joy, spring up in your life again. And let the bubbles, let those effervescent, radiant bubbles just begin to flow in your spirit again. And you watch it chase away all of the killjoys in your life. Joy kills it can destroy the opposition that faces you. Whoa, what a privilege to be with you today. I enjoy this. I do. I enjoy this. And I enjoy that you're here. Share this one with another. Leave your prayer request. And let's just go forward in today and say, I've got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Can you say amen to that? Oh, I believe it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for being a part of this today. And may God Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.